Welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. A little raspy there. Um, this is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I'm back. Uh, I have had a lot of stuff going on. It's Mercury in retrograde, so like, there's been some like a lot of retrograde shit happening, and I just couldn't do it last week. Um, I had to give my car back. My insurance gave me a boatload of money, buttload, whatever, gave me a lot of money. And so I had to give them back my car. And then I have this big ass, in exchange for that, I have this big ass family van um, that I have to drive around. And uh, I'm grateful. I mean, I have a car to drive around. I'm not like shelling out money only for gas. Gas is crazy. Um, being an electric car driver, I'm not used to gas cars. So it kind of sucks having to pay gas all the time. I see it. I see I see the struggle and I'm experiencing it firsthand. But I'm very grateful that I have a, a ride um, until my car, whenever, um, it comes in from Detroit comes in. So come on, come through car. Uh, and anyway, on this show, we talk about everything from, uh, Vanessa Williams, her penthouse scandal is going to be a limited series through Sony. Whoa, that's going to be cool. Um, uh, I'm imagining something like Pam and Tommy. Um, then, just so much going on, hurricanes, uh, devastation, really horrible stuff. Um, the good things, it's not as hot anymore, I guess. I mean, it's still like freakishly humid in uh, this part of uh, the country. Um, LA is usually supposed to be dry, but it's like very humid, like East Coast. It's really weird. And uh, that's it. I had some smoked salmon today. It's, you know, it's a Wednesday. Hello, how are you? On this show today, Shakisha Williams, an amazing filmmaker, uh, raconteur, just a woman, a mover and a shaker. Um, she's great. You'll you'll hear from her. In the meantime, if you like this show, go on Apple Music. Give it five stars. If you don't use Apple Music, if you're on Stitcher, I don't know, write a review. I, I don't go, I do go on Stitcher, but I don't like leave reviews on Stitcher. I don't know how. But if you know how, do it because it helps people to find the show. So let's kick things off right now. It's happening with a sketch. It's an oldie but goodie uh, featuring Cristina Igaravides reprising her JLo role. Uh, and it's uh, Ben and Jen on their honeymoon save Choco Tacos. Sketch. Sketch. Penny, wait. I don't like that we're leaving Paris so soon. Jenny, come on. Get in the jet. 
We're going to DC. This is a matter of great importance. But what could be more important than our highly publicized honeymoon? Choco tacos. Honey, I told you. They really don't like being called that. No, I'm talking about the ice cream treat. Oh my god. It's been canceled and I need to take this issue to Biden right now. Whoa, Benny, stop. It's just a chocolate-covered waffle cone shaped like a hard-shell taco. Let it go. Let it go. It's got me through dark times like Nannygate, Dunkin' Donuts gate, my 10-year-old backing a Lamborghini into a BMW gate, and no offense, Geely. Oh my god. Geely, however the fuck you say it. Who cares? It was a dumbass movie anyway. So why are we going to DC? I didn't just exchange vows with you in a drive through chapel so you can make split decisions for us. But don't you see why I had to make you my wife? Uh, no, I don't. After our 20 year separation? No, I don't. Now I have no idea why I married you. I can't believe the man I married is obsessed with Choco Tacos. Ugh. Well, believe that. They're fucking delicious. But that still doesn't explain why you want to talk to Biden. You see, America needs a president who can put our ice cream needs first. Uh, no they don't. Yes, they do. And Biden's inadequate response to the Choco Taco cancellation has been stunning. Ugh, I think I'm gonna be sick. I know, me too. This never would have happened under Trump. Oh my god. I can't do this, Benny. It's too late. We're already married. And together, we're going to make ice cream great again. You know, this is a Jordan Peele size nope. This is so not my brand. And now, I have no idea why I married you. I can't do this, Benny. Will Mrs. Jennifer Affleck change her brand to suit her new Choco Taco loving Ugh, husband? I think I'm going to be sick. Or will Jenny from the block drop that zero and be her own hero? Stay tuned next week. Awesome. So let's get into my talk with writer, director, performer, Shakisha Williams. Hey, Shakisha. Welcome. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You're my mentor with Start With Eight. It's been incredible so far. Um, you've connected us with uh, just amazing luminaries that are that are um, moving and shaking in, in Hollywood, doing a bunch of things. Um, very inspirational. You're a filmmaker. You're founder of Harlem Fusion Studios. You were born and raised in Harlem, New York. You're known for Curvy Girls Rock, My Story, Last Men, um, which you can all find on uh, HarlemFusionStudios.com which is uh, Shakisha's production company. I wanna to talk to you about the art of the grind, the idea of taking risks and following your curiosity and the importance of making your own shit and not waiting. 
But first up, can I ask you an icebreaker? Okay, let's go. What would be the most surprising scientific discovery imaginable? That we could time travel. That would be awesome. That would be crazy. That would be insane because I got a lot of shit to handle. What would you have handled in your time travel if you had it available to you? You had like a time traveling Tesla that's only $50. (laughs) Not not forty thousand or eighty thousand, but like fifty bucks. It's like a bus trip. <laughs> Wait, what, are we are we talking the dollar buses like that go like from New York to DC? Are we talking like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a rapid a rapid bus, like the Peter Pan, you know, rapid bus, but time travel. That would be an amazing invention. And, you know, we're all sitting on the bus, you know, cramped together with our book bags. What, what, what would you be going back in time for? Wow. I would invest in Microsoft and Apple. Nice. Um, and I would sit down and have some long talks with myself. Yeah. Like I, I go handle the financial stuff, of course. I've got to, mm-hmm. you know, do the butterfly effect. We got we to gotta make some shit happen. But I honestly yes. would just go back in time and tell young Shakisha um, mm-hmm. to really enjoy the journey. It's not going to be the way you thought it was going to be, but it's just as exciting. And to take the ups and downs of life. Um, and use them. You know, you're going to cry sometimes. You're going to get hurt. You're mm-hmm. going to have failures of your own and successes. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's a conversation I want to have. Like, I want to implant things in myself then so that it makes it easier for now. And I tell her to stay away from that boy. I tell her to stay yes. away from that boy. There's just this <laughs> one guy. Like, don't, don't get fuck with him at, like yes. don't fuck with him at all you know what i mean like and if you do like it has to be like not serious yeah 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 <laughs> Woo. that's a those are some trips that those are like you're really maximizing that that bus trip that like peter pan time machine greyhound bus trip um and i love it oh and you're 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 yeah you're solving a lot of issues that that we've all faced and I, I love it. I'm here for yeah. it. Um, yeah, I yeah. would just like a, like a self-repairing car because I, I had like Ooh. three accidents. In, actually, the, um, the time that we had our first meeting as a group, start with eight, that was yes. my second accident. <laughs> On the shit. 10, someone rammed into the back of my, my sweet little Nissan Leaf. Um, that has like a plastic bumper. I mean, that's how you buy it because it's so cheap. Um, it's a plastic bumper, but like, uh, yeah, he with his um, truck slammed into it. Um, it would have been awesome if my car just like self repaired oh and God. like a I don't know, like a Terminator or something. Like it, <laughs> like the plastic just came back out, and then it was like okay, reassemble, and then right. you just go on your way. Some that guy had like shady stuff. insurance. Yes. That guy had shady insurance. Like, I don't, he looked like he was just a few years just out of doing a bid. I, I don't Ooh. know. Like, I, I'm not, I didn't contact him after, like to say, hey, your insurance is shady. I just let it go. Um, and, uh, <laughs> for your own safety, yeah. girl. For, your, I, for my know. own safety, my own self repair, I just let it go. But, you know, I have to give up my car. I have to, I have to get a new car. So I, I've been renting uh, a van. Um, I, at Enterprise, they were like, look, we're out of cars. 
you can either take this minivan and it's not mini but it's just mm -hmm. like it's like a family van you can either take this or you can take one of our moving trucks that says enterprise on it this is your choices Ooh, and i said okay i'll take the minivan Oh my God. So I'm driving this like minivan. My son is like, wow, this is awesome. He thinks it's the most amazing thing. You press buttons, the door slides open. Even the lady at school drop off today, she's like, it's a very nice car you have. Because <laughs> like, she remembers my beat up hoopty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. But like, you know, I didn't tell her it was a rental. Girl. But anyway, and yes, the, and the gas would... must be insane on that. So. Um, gas, gas is, yeah, gas is, although we, we went to uh, San Diego yesterday, which is like an over two hour drive and we came back home to LA and we had half a tank of gas. So like that was pretty good. Like it has okay. good gas mileage, but yeah, it's, it's expensive. I, I, I have to, I, I'm back at like under half tank and mm -hmm. I have to like, um, pay another $70 cause it's like so expensive now. Oh so, God. but you know, whatever I got a, you know, I got a little, a little ride for, for now. Thank you. My insurance company. Um, Glass but yeah, full. that's what I would invent. Yes. <laughs> so, so I would take, I would be on that bus with you going back in time to, uh, erase those three <laughs> consecutive accidents Fuck. with people. I was like, I hate driving in LA. Oh my God. Yeah, because like New York, they're wild, but like they know what they're doing. They're, you know, I and I grew up in New Jersey, too, where it's also bad drivers, but like um, bad drivers with attitude, like I have the right of way. That's and New Yorkers are like that, too. I have right of way, but they know how to slide in and make mm -hmm. they make choices and then go for it. Whereas in L.A., they're, they're I have the right of way. But do I? I don't know. And so they hesitate. And then, bam something pops so it's off. like yeah something pops off so it's like in east coast coast uh people they don't hesitate they just go for it because yeah. you have tight roads you only have seconds just do it like if you need to merge go right merge here hesitation constantly no signaling stuff like that so um it's very annoying here's to but, dumbass I mean, drivers everywhere yeah yes that too for sure <laughs> Okay, so I want to play, so we, we broke the ice, but I want to play like a really quick, very silly game with you. Okay. Game. 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 Um, but it's like it's called don't think just pick the first answers you're drawn to on this quiz then we can predict your future oh my okay i'm interested let's yes. go yes firstly how are you feeling right now moody sad tired or cozy moody. me too it's my my first uh cycle day so mm. i definitely am feeling the moodiness okay what road trip would you go on in the countryside in the desert through a forest or by the coast? By the coast. Which cabin would you spend the night in? So I'm just gonna describe, one is like a very wintry setting. I don't know, it's just like way out in like a pine forest, like not okay. yellow jacket status, but like it's kind of creepy and you're all alone. There's another okay. one where it's like, you're deep in the forest, but it looks like more like fall, like it's not snowing. Mm -hmm. Another one is, 
um, you're more inland, but like in a wintry forest setting. And then the other one is like you're in like a little kind of cute shack, but like by the water. Um, I'll take the one that's fall inland. What tree? would you find shelter under? <laughs> There's one's like a big oak tree. There's another one that looks uh, like a, I don't know, it's like a maple tree, but like without uh, without leaves because it looks like winter or something. There's another that's a palm tree, and then there's another that's a pine tree. Let's go palm. I like the theme so far. It's like palm tree, coast. I need um, warm. For sure. Yes. I'm feeling that. Which beach are you drawn to most? One is like an evening sunset, uh, the other is like a kind of like rocky, uh, big waves. Um, another one is like rocky, but like it's like kind of nighttime dusk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's another one that's like early morning. And then there's like a green hilltop um, in the distance. Oh, that was a hard one. I'm going to go with the dusk. And lastly, which tarot card are you most drawn to? Magician, lovers, stars, empress. Empress. Nice. BuzzFeed uh, predictors have said is that you'll <laughs> cut some people out of your life and be happier because of it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to cut the people. Wait, I'm sorry. It's hard to cut off the people we love, but you're going to be so much better off when you do it. You have a bright future ahead of you and you don't want these toxic people to drag you down. No, no, thank you. You'll truly thrive when the only people in your life are those who love and admire and support you. Like me, here I am. I like that. Um, and it's yes. weird because I think this year has been a lot of reflection and introspection and yeah, okay, I, I, I'm down for it, let's go. Yeah, yeah, especially now it's like, it, yeah, next levels. We're still here in uh, Mercury and Retrograde. Uh, and uh, you know, my computer slow for instance, uh, it, it, it does, uh, when it is in this time period, it, it is all about reflection and, and thinking and, 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 you know, taking a beat, what's happening here, uh, trying not to get too upset if something doesn't necessarily go your way. Like, uh, I, I missed a movie screening and I was really upset and I, of course I was like, can I speak to your manager? Um, but it still didn't work and I still didn't, you know, I just still didn't get my way, but I got my money back. Okay. So that was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like everything wrong happened where I was like stuck in traffic again, driving, um, stuck in traffic it was it was terrible. And then I I missed the cutoff. Like you had to be there an hour um, before. Like you you after thirty minutes, they're not letting you in. Got at, it. Basically, and so yeah. Anyway, well, what about here's, you? Like, it, how, here's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, yes. And even listening to what you were saying, the best part of life and the the part that when you figure this out it becomes easier lighter and you're able to move on faster is that you're going like there's a, a verse in the bible about seasons mm. and um that every there's a season for everything yes but there's a season for the bad too like no one wants to hear that like yeah. there's a season you're going to be happy there's a yeah. season you're going and that's going to come to an end not like as a finite forever you're never going to be happy again bitch but no yes. not like that but more like you're happy but then someone you love you know takes ill or something happens to your finances like a, lose a gig or a job or whatever that might be but knowing 
that it doesn't last forever. Knowing that mm-hmm. there is a way for you to go, you know what? Maybe I wasn't supposed to see it then. Maybe I can go and do something else. Um, or maybe mm-hmm. there's, um, like, you, you can't get a parking space in the place that you wanted. You end up going someplace else and you run into an old friend. I'm one of those yeah. people. That, for me, has been the lesson more recently um, mm-hmm. that I have to reset pretty quickly. And I didn't have yeah. that. Like, I, I used to just sit in a feeling for, like, ages. Like, oh. Yeah. It just, and it, it just really compounds it. And it doesn't affect anybody but you and the people mm-hmm. in your orbit. So right. get over it and move the fuck on. That's right. That is true about there's a season for everything, including the bad. And so true. Um, I... It's it's so it's so hard to when it's happening though to to let it go, mm-hmm. and it is one For of the sure. more like freeing things is when you're finally like okay, I'm I'm good with this I'm done yeah yeah, and Absolutely. how has that helped you? Because like yeah you're you you are you're a filmmaker you've worked in this industry um, for a long time you're a parent also uh, so you've learned through life experiences how to just um, roll with the punches so what's what's so if you were on that that bus that time traveling bus because you were talking about like you know talking to your younger self Mm -hmm. what what would be like and you kind of kind of said it earlier but like what would be that that sort of nugget that you you'd also want to impart like if you if you had a second nugget to give to your younger self what would it have been that there is so much hard and by the way I don't want this to not be said I'm still learning a lot about how to move past because I'm still you know a woman at the end of the day and being a woman comes with for a lot of us not every woman I won't pinpoint every woman but most of the women that I know have a higher um like they're more in tune with their emotions which leads to you having emotions that linger, which leads to you thinking a lot about things, which leads to those sorts of things. So I'm learning how to kind of compartmentalize and I'm, God hope I'm getting better at it, but I would let her know that there will be, like it's not all smooth sailing, it's not all a straight line. Um, You'll do things and you'll think it'll turn out one way or another and it won't turn out the way you expect it or planned it at all um and hindsight can be a very freeing thing like you can look back on a situation and say i needed to learn that because in that way i won't have to live that again when i go into this new time in my life or i know the type of people that i want to surround myself with i wouldn't have learned it if i hadn't met this person so I think those are important. Yeah, that's so true. And it, and it brings me to the idea of risks, like, because um, you once said that, uh, you know, it shows up in your life as curiosity. And it's an idea that also like big magic writer Elizabeth Gilbert, she once said, if you don't know your passion, follow your curiosity. Um, how has your curiosity led you? So on this like winding path, of, uh, you know, taking risks and um, life experiences and whatever, but like how has your curiosity led you to um, where you are today and, and, and taking a successful risk? Wow, thank you for asking that amazing question. Um, so for me, 
I have never been patient and you and I've had the conversation like I'm not a patient person. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. never like I started my career at Universal Motown and Mm -hmm. working and seeing how it was run. I (laughs) in my young like PR. Yeah, in PR. Yeah, absolutely. In PR. Okay. Um, And while I was there, I watched how they uh, ran the systems of the artists and all the things that they did for the artists. And I'm like, hold on, I can do that myself. And I wasn't getting the opportunities um, Mm -hmm. to actually do the things that I thought I could do. Now, again, that that was just brash, me being like too big for my britches at the time, whatever, whatever, I'm mad at it, Uh it let me hear. Um, Yes. And I thought that I could do it, so I did. And I ran a successful independent musicians showcase for a number of years. I want to say four, four, maybe five years in both New York and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And doing that led me to getting my first break in the music industry as head of PR for an indie uh, label. Um, And we had success there. Um, Mm -hmm. We never, we, we didn't make it to where I wanted us to, but it taught me so much about my wherewithal and what I was to do. Um, Yeah. Now life will throw you detours and I became homeless in 2014 Um, we had lived in Atlanta. I mean, I'm not going to take you through the whole winding road, but I never thought someone hardworking, um, who was always, you know, we always kept more than kept a roof over our family's head would end up in that situation. And it took me on another journey. Like once I got past it, I survived it, um, battled with suicidal thoughts and depression and it was just a hot ass mess. But what I came out of it was balls to the wall, what, and even talking about it now kind of gives me like a, a, a reinvigorating kind of feeling like, what can you do if there are no limitations? You've already survived the worst thing that you could thought could happen to you. Um, that was my kind of fire. Like, all right, so let's get into the, to the you know, back, because I was already... Um, in the uh, film industry in Atlanta, but like, let's get back to it here in New York. And I did my first short film. I was working a full-time job at the time and wasn't Mm -hmm. afraid to like move. I I really think when we take off the wheels of fear, when we stop dragging our feet, when a lot of times people are frustrated and they don't understand their frustration is from non-movement. They don't realize their frustration is from procrastination. They don't realize there is something beautiful in moving. Now, it, it's not, um, there's nothing written in the stars of how long it's going to take for you to get to where you want to be. There's nothing mm-hmm. written on, okay, so if you do this amount of work by, you know, next month, it's all going to hit. No, it's not. But that journey, every single step will lead you to where you want to be. If you, if you call him God, if you call him Jesus, if you call him Allah, if you call it the universe, if you call it spirit, if you call it the vibe, listen, Mm -hmm. it will get you there through a series of steps and you have to take those steps, but you have, the risk is taking the steps. The only risk that is guaranteed is that if you don't, you will never see it come to fruition. That's true. That's, that's really the failure is that you didn't try. Like you have to try, you have to, you have to take that step. Absolutely. And have faith, have faith in, in whatever you have faith in, but like have faith that 
you'll you'll land on your feet somehow. And it's That's not incredible. easy. It's scary. Yes. It's scary as hell. Yes. It's scary to take a risk because a lot of us are walking around with the voices of, you know, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your uncle, all these people or people who just counted you out and we've, you know, received it. I, I heard something yesterday. Um, the woman said, you know why when someone tells you you can't, you believe it? It's because they're so self-assured in how they approach it. You're, you can't do that. Like, it's the assuredness. What if we asserted that same assuredness in our dreams, goals, accomplishments, vision? What if we had that same self-assuredness to cancel out theirs? And by the way, living for someone else's can't is not your problem. It is their can't for themselves. They've presented you the same kid that they put on themselves. Yeah, but that takes that takes that, you know, that Greyhound time traveling bus, because like it's only now that I've come to realize that the things that that people told me were uh, lofty goals or uh, unrealistic or I'm too shy or, you know, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. negative people, things that people foisted on me it's it's only been like recent that I'm like oh I didn't have to listen to that I didn't have to believe that I I believed it I internalized it and in a lot of ways I still it still creeps up and I've talked to my therapist about it too and there's nothing you can do to get rid of it it's like she was just saying that you have to accept coexist with it a part yeah coexist and that this is a part of you but that doesn't mean that you have to live it you have to follow it it's sort of like if someone cursed you out in another language like if someone just walked up to you and start cursing you out in english it would uh, like offend you if someone cursed you out in a language you didn't understand it may even make you laugh right yeah because you're just like why are you why so much heat like what is this guy like what yes and if we are able to think about the like first of all so many thoughts roam through our minds in a day like Mm -hmm. what are we picking up what are we actually sitting with? You know, you can invite yeah. certain, uh, who was it? I forgot who it was, but they were like, people bring baggage to your door. It's up to you to pick it up and bring it in the house. Yes, I don't want your bags. <laughs> Keep I'm your a bag shit. lady on my own. Yes. Keep your shit. I don't need your shit. I done made a bunch yes. of mistakes that I still have to forgive myself for. I don't need your shit. And knowing that, knowing what to, and, and I really wish they were teaching this to kids in school, um, that it was a part of a curriculum of what to shut out, what to pick up, what to take on, what's for you is for you and not... You know, competition isn't really real in a lot of ways. You, you're you only competing with yourself, the better version of yourself. And getting there means a lot of time and self-love and love for others and forgiveness of us all. So we got off track, girl. Let's let's get back to what you want. What, what else did you want to know? <laughs> but this is all, it's all connected. I love this um, because it also brings me to uh, what I wanted to mention too was like recently, I think it was on Instagram and I shared it in my stories. There was an interview, I'm assuming it's 60 Minutes because it featured Mike Wallace, um, who used to be on there in like the 80s and 90s. He's talking to Oprah. This is way back in the day before her show ever aired. I think it's like about to air. And he's asking 
in a kind of like backhanded negative way, like if it's going to be a success. And she was very calm about it. It wasn't kind of like she wasn't afraid of the question. You, I, I didn't sense any sort of like, um, I know for me, I'd be like, well, I hope it's okay. <laughs> but like for her, she was like, no, we believe that it's going to be a success. This woman is now worth, uh, you know, $2 billion. Um, show is, of course, a massive su success. But it's like you watch the video and you see her back in the day. And it's very emotional because... Um, the way in which he's asking her is like, do you really think like for real, like you, you think that this is going to work out? But like she knew she she was just she 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 took that that step forward. Um, and so, you know, and it was a it was a risk she took. It was a huge gamble because she could have been as confident as she was and, and it not work out. Uh, but, you know, it did. And she's an icon. So is there like a similar story out there for you of like an icon that like um, that pops into your mind? I also think always about Serena. I, I, I knew it was Venus maybe when she was a kid and she was being interviewed probably for 60 minutes and her dad walked in like you don't talk to her like that. And she's she's a little girl. And he was talking to her negatively, like, oh, do you really think you're that talented? Like, you know, something like that. And she and he's like, where do you think your confidence comes from? Like, he was just asking her questions that was like inappropriate for a child. So I always think about that, too. I always think about this Oprah interview now because I that, that was pretty incredible. But like, is there something similar that that you've stumbled upon where you see someone like back in the day and you see them now? Yeah, um, I would, you know what, and he doesn't know this, and if there's ever a time this is pulled up for, like, uh, you know, Tonight Show or Jimmy Kimmel or any of the late night shows that I will be on someday. Uh, yes. It's going to be Kevin Hart for me. And the reason yeah. why I say that is Kevin Hart has been so public in his journey and the stumbles, like even when he didn't want, like even it, the shit that he didn't want to be public um, mm -hmm. and has stood in, yeah, I failed. Yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah, I grew from here. Yeah, I'm shocked as hell too. Yes, I'm glad <laughs> that I stuck with it. Yes, I'm, you know, I have like all these stories and I met all these amazing people and I don't take anything for granted. I think yeah. I use his playbook from the standpoint of knowing what you really want. And there's, there are tons of stories and tons of people who I admire and look up to. Mm -hmm. And But for me, I don't know why, because he's from Philly. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for me, his story resonates closest to me, for me. Um, yeah. The fact that he has created and continues, I mean, I think, his, his recent company was valued at uh, 300 million something, 160 wow. million, something insane, something crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, uh, I forgot the, the comedy, the... Um, heart, heart. LOL. Yes, LOL. Oh, okay. Like, yes. oh my God, like this, and now like I, I, watch, I watch Heart to Heart where he talks to mm -hmm. all these celebrities and really just kind of dives in like a student. And that's how I take it on. So when I meet Kevin Hart, I, I just am going to thank him for being a mentor to me and to countless others without even knowing it just by being him. Um, yeah. You know, that like if I look at like Tyler Perry, even though he has lived my dream already, I plan to shake his hand and thank him 
for showing me that I wasn't crazy and that it can be done. Even though he did it first and yeah. I cried both times. He did it twice. He did it twice, right. damn it. Right, right. <laughs> and but, he also, he also is somebody that w- that had lived unhoused at one point. He was unhoused. And he had to pull himself up by his bootstraps. And now he's Oprah status. And he he lives for doing what's right for him. He can be criticized and talked about and people say what they want to say about him and whatever, but he lives his vision. And that is the main goal, that no matter what happens, that if you stay the course, something amazing is on the other side of that. You don't even understand how big it could be because you're only given a piece of it. You're only giving right. part and parcel or you're given yeah. the first few steps in order to keep you, you know, in it. But who like I don't know if he even thought that his life would be the way it is right now. So, yeah, but for me, and, it's definitely uh, coming yeah. hard. Yeah. And everybody wants to work with Tyler Perry. Like, he, you know, he's worked with Kate Blanchett. He's worked with so many people. Yeah. Uh, acting, directing, producing. So, yeah, it is it is pretty incredible. And they're both very singular voices. Uh, Kevin Hart and, and Tyler Perry, like very specific yeah. comedy. And uh, they they've stayed true to that, they their are. visions. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and to who they are. They've never had to compromise. So that's amazing. So that and that brings me to like your work because you know, you wrote um the digital series Curvy Girl Rock, Curvy Girls Rock, because you wanted to see plus size women in roles that traditionally they're not cast in. You know, can you talk about that? Like the evolution of that, the process of making it happen, creating it, taking that risk, getting people to see it. Yeah, thank you. Um so Curvy Girls Rock came from the fact that I grew up and, you know, the women who I knew who Mm -hmm. were plus or considered plus size, and I'm doing the air quotes, but they're plus size, legit, um, didn't have, like, sad existences. And yet, when I watched TV, they were always comic relief where they were the best friend. Like, my homegirl, I was her best friend. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I was thick, I had my, you know, like, I didn't go out with, women and we weren't like when we walked in the room it wasn't like oh my god oh yes hello everyone yes good good to see you yes we've got the attention and it wasn't based on our body size it was just based on who we were i wanted to see more of that and the fact that i wasn't seeing women of color in those roles you know we were always Mm -hmm. funny and you would hear plus size women talk about sex but you didn't see them having sex I wanted to change the narrative. I wanted the plus size women to be the leads and their bodies to show up in the role, not the conversation about their bodies to show up in the role. Right. Existing and standing in who I am can be political. Yeah. Which is insane. Insane. But okay, whatever. And I think for me it was important i mean now we see like lizzo's uh big girls uh one time for the big girls we see emmy winning uh, emmy winning hello shrill um Mm -hmm. there was a movie on netflix called um uh, dumpling um and it's not that there weren't plus size leads throughout but like when you look at like a nikki parker and shout out to monique because she did a lot in the space um, from fat girls to she had a show i forgot what the name of the show was where it was like a plus size competition. 
slash yeah. beauty pageant. But she's done a lot in the space. But with the, the the character Nikki Parker, again, it was supposed to be comedy for okay, great. But she was always yeah. thirsting after uh Professor Ogilvy. Yes. <laughs> Until the end. When he was like, All right, girl, I relent. You know, like No, I do in love the you. <laughs> I do love you in the series finale. Um and again, this is not a sl- snide to what it was. It it was what it was. The classic it, show. It's yeah. very classic. I still turn it on on Netflix from time to time, but I wanted yeah. more. I wanted these women to have full-on existences and have full-on love lives and full-on storylines that weren't surrounding yeah. their weight. And what what right, more? And, you were- and you could do it better than you could tell them. You could show them better than you could tell them. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. And uh, your, your show features women from all different walks of life. You know, each one is exploring love, sex, career and relationships. I'm also thinking about Bridgerton because then the next Bridgerton coming up, the I third know. one. I don't know if you follow the Penelope. show. Oh, yes, I do. It's going to be Penelope and Penelope is plus size. Yes. And she was just like uh, the wallflower. N- no one was trying to get with her. Yeah. And now she is going to be hooking up with you know Colin. The, the son, Colin. <laughs> Colin. Well, Colin, who's so whack. He's so whack, but whatever. Maybe he'll get it together. He's whack, but he's cute. The actor that plays him is cute. Sure. Sure. Luke Newton. <laughs> Luke Newton, the real person, is is cute and whatever. But like uh the character yeah. <laughs> Colin Bridgerton can kick rocks, but like she's still into him. She's still feeling him. He yeah. dissed her at um the the last bowl. Season finale, yep. The season finale ball. He was talking shit, and you know she <laughs> ran away crying. So it's like, how do we, how do we away. recover? How do we recover uh, from yes. this? Yes, and that's yes. more that. But here's the thing, though. Like, isn't that like a woman thing to like, like fall in love with the fuck boy? That's not necessarily yeah. like a skinny girl, fat girl thing. That's some. All of us have a fuck oh, yeah. boy story. Oh yeah. Yes. So I For love sure. that. I, I I can't wait. I read the book, so I know, uh-huh. and I know that they tend to change it for the show a bit. So I'm yeah. wondering what they're going to keep. But it seems like it's going to be pretty racy. So I I can't oh, wait to watch it. I can't it. wait. I can't <laughs> wait because yeah, because even like like she didn't really have any dancing scenes. Yeah, I think she she just had the one um, in the the last episode. So it's going to be really her front and center in this uh, series. Yes. So I'm excited. To see it, too. and so yeah, so she's she, a curvy girl is about to rock in the you know whatever Victorian era, whatever you know the let's story took place. Go. So <laughs> let's go! It's gonna it's gonna be really good. So I'm excited. Um, so like your your other projects, so Curvy Girl Rocks was something um, was something that was just like very personal to you. What about like your other projects, and and then what what's sort of exciting you right now, and and um, like if you wanted to branch out into other genres, like what's tickling your fancy? Um, so one of like we're working on Curvy Girls Rock Atlanta currently in the writers room on that, <laughs> um, and we are set to. We're also crafting a period drama, a mob drama. Wow. Um, about two real-life black women who lived in Harlem in the 1920s and both um, fought against the mob. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be something. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real life. Um, one was an assistant DA by the name of Eunice Carter. The other was Stephanie mm-hmm. St. Clair, as played by um, Cicely Tyson in 
the classic mo movie Hoodlum. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, like it, it's going to be amazing. We've been working on it now all the year long and um, I'm taking it out on the road to pitch. And if no one buys it, I have no patience and I will make it myself. Right. <laughs> yes, because like, don't wait, don't hesitate. Just take Do take that wait. step and go for it. Um, I love this because uh, I, I, I grew up in Englewood, so it's like right outside of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And so there were always there were always um, families that like, uh, you know, because we grew up in like middle, you know, middle class. And so yeah. like there was uh, there were other families that like all of a sudden they had some money. And it was like, oh, you know, their mother's running numbers. And, you know, yeah. So it was just like there was always and especially where I grew up, you know, thinking about like the Sopranos, like there's always yeah. a mob aspect to Absolutely. mafia aspect of even even because like even with black people there, um, there's a history and a, and a connection there. The underworld. Um, I yes. mean, yeah, the, the problematic for the most part but 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 there are there is a connection there so I, I i love that i love your your concept and i love where you're going with that well the, the uh, truth of the matter is today. because women mm -hmm. aren't necessarily our stories aren't always told from those perspectives um mm -hmm. you, you you're hard pressed to think of a crime drama that features uh black women leads mm-hmm um, especially in the the mafia, you know, I'm a big fan of Scorsese. I'm a yeah, huge course. fan of like Bill Duke and some of the other yeah. stuff that's come out. I cannot think of his name right now, but like New Jack City was big for me. There oh, was Keisha, Mario New Van Peebles, <laughs> Mario Van Peebles, classic. Yes, indeed. Yes, shout out to Mario. And you yes. know, he had a he had a hardcore chick in his, but it was still centered around yeah. the guys, the dudes. Um, yeah. And what what is even more fascinating to me is that these two women really were real life. You know, she really Eunice Carter was really a assistant D.A. Stephanie mm -hmm. St. Clair was a, one of the richest number runners in Harlem in the 1920s. Um, yeah. And uh, Bumpy Johnson came up under her oh, wow. and bumpy johnson has a show called uh, godfather of harlem on stars yes. epics yeah um for so, yeah yes one of my faves actually is really good mm -hmm. um so mm -hmm. yeah so i'm throwing my hat in the ring now yeah that's amazing this is excellent um because these are stories that are have been like lightly told but like yeah there there needs to be there needs to be more voices um you know shining light on this absolutely um so yeah oh so that's so cool um you know you're also a podcaster so you're doing all of these things you know the hustle you're you're making moves developing you're um you're doing all this stuff like film wise but then you're also uh your mentor you mentor you mentor us and start with eight so i want to talk about start with eight but then you also have been a podcaster you had um shakisha and the white boy and you've had, um, uh, yeah, you've had other podcasts as well. So, like, um, how did that all start for you? Because, you know, mind you, you were talking about, um, you know, you were, you were in between um, living situations. This was less than 10 years ago. And here you are now looking shiny, beautiful, um, hair, ni hair nice, um, beautiful <laughs> designer hats in the background. Like, you're, you know, you're doing it. You're killing it. Uh, but in within less than 10 years, it's like the Count of Monte Cristo. It's just like all of a sudden you mm -hmm. have emerged. Yeah. So like, 
um, I don't know where to start, but like, <laughs> like how like, do you? I don't like, know what question. I'm how'd you do, how do you do it? How do, how'd you do the thing? And, and what do you, how do you how do you uh, balance it all? I know people ask women this all the time. Yeah. And it's very annoying. Like, how do you do it? But really, like, how do you do it? Um, like, <laughs> so for me, it has been the way you said, how do you do it, Shakisha? Um, yes. The upper moment. <laughs> I, honest to God, do not know if I thought about it, I'd probably be like, well, damn girl. Okay. Um, for me, it has been following the curiosity. A friend of mine, uh, my co-host on Shakisha and the white boy, Ryan Dinger, mm-hmm. we worked together. And we would get into these, I don't like small talk. I don't like, oh, my God, the weather. That really, it just dims my nerves. Um, yeah. Makes my asshole itch. Um, Ooh. <laughs> and we, we would do. There's no cream for that. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. The only solution is to have a real kind of connection with someone. And we would have yeah. these really deep convos. And we would play around and say, we really need to do a podcast. Because that was something. And one day we actually sat down and we decided that this was going to happen and we made it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Me getting, um, you know, mentoring has to do with the fact that if I am giving back, I'm never at a loss. You know, that's sort of the, the, the thing people don't understand. Like if you ever feel like if there's ever a point in your life when you feel like, you know, I'm missing something or I'm not getting what I need, give back. Because Mm -hmm. the allowance that I have been given, the opportunities that I have been given were given to me through someone else. It wasn't, it was times I wasn't even around. Like in the same, like I didn't shake the hand that got me the opportunity. I got a text, hey, call me, something came up. Or, hey, I know someone and you may want to talk to them. It has come around like that. And part Mm -hmm. of the reason why I want to introduce you all to the people I know is one, I don't know everything still learning, growing, changing, but also what if that person is a catalyst for something amazing to happen to you all, right? Right. That's that's a part of it. Um, So in my experience, I've had mentors per se, but I don't have any agenda other than I want you all to win and succeed. Now, um, whatever that looks like on the opposite side, I'm here to raise glasses and celebrate and all of that, but it really is about giving the next generation of women the next leaders the next women who are going to step up and do their thing that opportunity Mm -hmm. to feel empowered and I think that's what it was for me feeling empowered came from me doing my story my first short film feeling Mm -hmm. empowered came from me even though I had it took me three years to complete and I didn't want it to be that way but three years to complete Curry Girls Rock empowered me to move forward in other situations and opportunities. So had I not done those things, I would never have seen. And that's what it is. I keep going. Yeah. I can feel down one day or be upset or disappointed. You, I couldn't tell you the amount of meetings with major distribution companies and networks that I've had. You wouldn't believe yeah. it. And they fell through. And it's not that it just wasn't the time yet. It just wasn't the time, but it it pushes me forward. I have to keep going. And it's oftentimes, um, what did Al Pacino say? Every time I I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Yes, my godfather. Uh That's how this this situation is for me with this business. With me, I only ever wanted to create magic. 
I've only yeah. ever wanted to for someone to look at a project I did and make them feel the way I've seen other projects that it made me feel. I want to be a part of the magic. And the yes. fact that I get a chance to be a part of that, that I'm able to make magic, that I'm able to be a catalyst for someone else to go, if she could do it, I could do it. It mean it moves me. So I don't think about the the steps that it takes. I the twenty four hours in a day anybody could do what I do. Mm-hmm. You just have to be dedicated. You have to sometimes be a good manager of time and people mm-hmm. and relationships. But at the end of the day, it's all worth it because it makes you a complete package. That's right. I love this. Um, who's putting out magic for you that's exciting you? Ooh. Um, wow. That's a good question. I love what Quinta is doing with yes. Abbott. I love that. I, I'm loving the fact that I feel like um, Donald and what is his name? His co-writer. Well, Stephen Glover, his brother. Not Stephen Glover. It's an Asian guy. I cannot. Oh, think oh hero, hero. Yes. Think. What they're yeah. all doing to make this yes. these last two seasons of Atlanta be so. Yeah. Like, I have never... Epic. I have never delved into... They called it absurdist... Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, existentialism or something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never thought that I would enjoy... I have. Like, you know, there's this old show called Man versus Nancy Woman. And it was absurd. Yeah, that's, that had that element to it. Yeah, Absolutely. For sure. yes. Or like a Rick yes. and Morty... You know, yeah. where you on, have these. On, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, on. Yeah, I'm sorry. On FX, there's also another show, something like Oh Jerome, that also has that. Uh, it's it features. Um, his name's like Mamadou, Mamadou Diallo, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that has the absurdist, um, surrealist kind of surrealism. Uh, yes. yes, absurdist yes. surrealism. I love it, and yes. I'm actually thinking yes. it's got me churning out like this journey in my. 40s has got me mm-hmm. like is there a way that I can implement that because like saying it is not funny but if yeah. I can do the absurdist surrealism that way yeah. I can play with some ideas and some thoughts and some things I'm going through and I'm sure other women I who love are that. in the, ch- the change of life are going through as well so yeah yes, yeah yeah it's, it's all very absurd it, it really, it really is a fucking tragedy. <laughs> it's a really shit. It's a shit show. What else can you call it? So yes. I, I like things that make me want to get sit down and write. Yeah, you know what I mean. Something that makes me go, "Ooh, I wish I'd done that." Let me see what I could do with the with that sort of idea and and put it mm-hmm. into my work. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm really excited. I love I love Atlanta. Um, they also have uh, Hive uh, coming out soon, and that's with uh, Malia Obama was is one of the writers on on that. Um, I interviewed one of the other um, staff writers um, recently, and uh, I think it's going to be called something else. But for now, the working title is Hive, and it's going to be like a kind of Beyonce type um, pop star and uh, her life and the people surrounding her life. So it, so it's going to have that like absurdist, surrealist feel, but it's going to be from from a different perspective altogether. So it's going to be really that. 
really cool. Um, so, so there's definitely more to more magic to um, experience with Donald Glover. Yeah, and I, 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 he sounds like a really great, very collaborative um, person. Like he read, he read her work when she was an assistant, um, oh, which wow. is like really unheard of. A lot that people don't really do that. But right. so anyway, I, I'm definitely inspired by inspired by the the Glover brothers too. Oh my gosh. So, but we met through Start With Eight. And so I'm, I, you know, I'm going to let you go in a minute. But like, you know, we start, we, we met through uh, Start With Eight, with, which is a remarkable initiative um, that connects uh, entertainment professionals like yourself with eight women of color, eight women or non binary people um, in the bid that are, you know, in the business, wanting to work in the business. Uh, we are supposed to formulate an action plan um, based on what each mentee desires. Um, so, like, how did you get involved? You through the program, you've introduced introduced us to Gino Brooks, um, Alan Greenstein today, and then uh, Sean Mathis is someone else. All like incredibly, they're they're making magic. They're hustling. They're putting themselves out there. They're taking those those forward moving steps. So it's been like very inspirational to hear them talk to us. Um, how did it come into your life? Uh, and like, is this, uh, I don't know, like what's what's to come with the mentoring for you? Okay, so like for me, I was a mentee. Yeah, I oh, was you were a start with eight mentee. Wow. I was, but from my experience with the program, there were mm -hmm. things that I wanted. So I always take away the good with the um, opportunity. And the good was I got a chance to meet other women who were in similar situations and in, some, in the industry. And part of what was happening um, around the pandemic was we were so spread out. We weren't working the way we used to, and some of us mm -hmm. were, but it was still weird um, making yeah. connections and networking. And that's what it meant to me. Um, the founder of Woke You, Women of Color Unite, Cheryl Bedford, is mm -hmm. a personal colleague and friends, and she's amazing and fucking a laugh riot, but she goes mm -hmm. hard da, 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 for all of these beautiful women. I actually was blessed to be a part of a panel that Woke You did at the beginning of the year about um, size representation in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Oh, so wow. that was kind of that was dope. I actually met uh, why can't Jamila Jamil? Wow, yes, I love her in She Hulk right so now. So good, she's so good. I yes. love her and just the Hilarious. sweetest, sweetest being personal friend of Cheryl's. And she came, wow, and her and Cheryl was also on the panel. And uh -huh. at the, I think it was that moment that I decided that I would mentor as well. Um, because I think a lot of times what happens with folks is that we don't think we have anything to give. We don't have yeah. anything to share because we're still in the hustle. We're still in the we're still in the grind of it all. And we forget. Yeah. No, you absolutely have what someone might what you think is just normal, regular, regular is somebody mm -hmm. else's. Oh, my God, I wish you could teach me how to do that. Or yes. I wish I could get in, in your face. So if nothing else, you can you and I can connect, you know, and I, I felt yeah. that when I decided to throw my hat in the ring and I met the each of you individually and you're all so wonderful and smart and really ready for the next level. Um because you can be beautiful, smart, and have all the talent in the world, but if you're not ready, it's just mm -hmm. nothing to it. So I said, yeah. you know what? 
the opportunity that was missed for me, I'm going to bring that opportunity. I have amazing uh, circle of, of friends and colleagues and people that I've worked with personally that I knew would say, sure. And even if they didn't, they would like, we would figure out a way to give back to you all. And that's what yeah. I really wanted. The, the one-on-one feeling. I know it's eight of you <laughs> on at any given time, but it's right. still a small, smaller, more intimate group than you oh, would have great. if you went on a clubhouse or saw them, you know, speaking on a panel. Right. No, it feels very intimate and, it, yeah. and very personal. It's great. Yeah. 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 So that's why I did it because I, I don't want to miss the moment of what I could give back to anyone else. And I would hope that you all take that away and do the same for someone else. Wow. Yeah. Pay it forward. No, Absolutely. I'm really inspired by it because I, I also feel like, well, what do I have to offer mentoring somebody right now? But like, but I love that because I also think about um, my Goyo from the show Send Help mm-hmm. and also worked on Insecure. Uh, he's someone that he started uh, Black Boy Rights, Black Girl Rights. Yes. Uh, he, working as an assistant. And now, uh, you know, he, now he's a showrunner, but like, he came as he was coming up he was also bringing people up with him so i am also very inspired by that as well um so this has been incredible and i hope that people because i'm inspired by by your magic by your fire um this has been incredible what's making you happy these days it's my last question wow the idea of actually traveling a little bit more before the end of the year I wow. have some I have some opportunities coming up um, uh-huh. and and like writing in person with a group like getting together and, and, and getting some stuff off the ground. And not only that, just like I'm, I'm getting an office space, like all the good stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yes. I'm, like getting out, like getting out yeah. and not working from home is going to be yes. everything for me. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, COVID. I'm getting <laughs> office. It's COVID office time. All yeah, day. fuck you, COVID. COVID's yes. the worst. You are the worst. So horrible. I hate so the mixtape. I'm glad they stopped making mixtapes for COVID. <laughs> I really am. There's a, a COVID mixtape? Listen, how many iterations have we had? The first strand, the oh, second oh, strand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the third strand. DJ COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make no plans, 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 plans. And another one. <laughs> okay. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't think of it as a mixtape. Oh man! Mixtapes are the worst. They're the worst. You can't hear anything. You can't uh, see nobody. You can't party. Like he shut it all the way. Club COVID was the worst. Yes. Club yes. quarantine was cool, but Club COVID was the worst. Yeah, you can keep that. that (laughs) How can people find you, Shakisha? Okay, I am on Instagram. My name is Shakisha DW. That's S-H-A-K-E-S-H-A-D-W on Insta and Twitter. You can also find me at my company, HarlemFusionStudios.com. I'm all over the place. Google me if you need to to find out anything about me. Um, Yes. Some people have written about me who gives a shit because I'm still out here working hard, still doing it. Yeah. I'm still getting my, still getting in my, you know, my workout, my calisthenics. It's the hustle. It's the hustle. For real. I'm still, I'm still hustling too. 
That's right. That's right. Um, you can. I'll. I'll link you to. Uh, I'll link ev uh, everyone. Uh, follow the link to her website where you can find everything. Uh, Shakisha. Yes, you can find her online. Interviews, podcasts. She is. She is out there. She's. Uh, you know. And I'm not that Shakisha can... Williams who who was arrested in Charlotte. That's not me. That's not. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> that's somebody else. That's a, another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different mixtape. This has been incredible. All right, so we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye. Bye.